0: good afternoon everybody welcome to the matt townsend show i'm your host dr matt townsend your coach your guide on the side welcome to the program Today, have we got a show for you. Today, manipulation, uh, what are we going to call this? Manipulation correction. How do we, we're going to, we are going to fix those manipulators in your life and teach you how to deal with them. Exactly. Maybe we won't fix Maybe them. Maybe
1: manipulation defense. Yeah. Really?
0: Well, I, I, want it to, I wanted it to be like an alliteration. Like manipulation. You know, manipulation. I'm going like, to spend
1: the rest of the show yeah. trying to think of Worked an alliterative title.
0: Oh, it's it's okay. a beautiful it's a beautiful uh, opportunity for you. By the way, Merit,
1: Manipulation mastery. Actually, that just sounds like you're getting good at it. Yeah, All we right. don't want to master it. <laughs> we want to
0: stop those people that are so manipulative that just kind of glom onto us and then <laughs> and just suck the life Parasites out of us. Yeah. Today, that's what we're talking about. Do you have somebody in your life that maybe they're not a healthy person, they are somebody with issues, but they tend to manipulate you and they work you? Now, in my family... We affectionately call them our children.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're sense. beautiful.
0: <laughs> and but we're gonna we're gonna get real because some of the the words when we use the word manipulate, it just sounds so negative. Because oh, my children yeah, are not trying to destroy me.
1: No, they're they're innocent manipulators. They're innocent, but
0: they're like dad. Um,
1: they're prefrontal yeah. cortex, right? Hasn't it it developed hasn't developed. Yet. They don't know no, but how to deal with it. But people.
0: they'll give me the line. We'll be at the store, and they'll say, "Dad." Um, did you did you bring your wallet? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I did, son. Okay.
1: Hey, that uh, candy bar looks really good. You know that
0: thing that we said we were going to do that one time like 17 years ago? <laughs> do you remember that, Dad? Because it's now time. So <laughs> pull out your wallet. We're going to do it now. Hey, by the way, Sean's not here. Yeah. Sean blew a gasket.
1: <laughs> he, we could. Yeah, I like that. I think he blew. A I think we crown. Should leave it at that. Yeah.
0: So yeah. he's getting a crowned.
1: dental emergency, which.
0: Remember, he likes us to treat him like he's the king. Now he's got the crown.
1: Well, actually, actually he lost it. Yeah, the crown's in his pocket. But we want to make him still the king. We want to keep him
0: to be the king. So if he's listening, uh, we hope as they're drilling deeply (laughs) into the crevasses of your teeth, we just want you to know we're thinking of you, drinking really cold liquids. We mean that from the bottom of our heart. So Sean's not here, but guess who's in? Merritt's filling in for him. And um, Merritt, here's the deal: not that anyone could fill in for Sean.
1: No, it's true.
0: But your teeth he is a lot better than Sean's.
1: They're quite good, actually. I, my dentist tells me that every time I go.
0: Does he? Yeah. Well, it's because you just made him about another hundred bucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I tell you that if you, you know, gave me a hundred bucks. Hey, so talk to me. Have you ever felt like you know somebody in your life just manipulator? Oh, yeah.
1: Definitely. Like intentionally mm-hmm. just working you. Yeah. You want name, like name names? Let's name names. Anybody in the room? No, I'm not going to name names. Is it James? Um, it's James. Yeah, probably. We'll, it's Jim. We'll call him Jim. Let's call him I'm Jim Bob. Kidding. Hypothetically, <laughs> his
0: name is Jim. So Hypothetically, is <laughs> Jim.
1: No. Well, um,
0: you've been studying, and James, you too. You've, you've all been, and Alyssa, everybody's been studying manipulation.
1: Yeah. So the thing is, we usually think of manipulation like. We kind of have a broader definition for it yeah. than is psychologically reasonable. Right. So we might think, "Oh, they manipulated me into going." I have these really manipulative friends. They manipulated me yeah. into skipping my homework and going to this concert. That's that's not manipulation. No. That is influence.
0: That's inf- that's coercion. That's influence. <laughs>
1: influence. Yeah, they're just
0: being friends. They're mm-hmm. just trying they're to.
1: They're just trying. It's it's more. Think of it as persuasion. Yeah. Think of it even as advertising. You know when you see I. Really hate when I'm influenced by advertising, but sometimes, yeah, especially if I'm like hungry or thirsty and I see an advertisement for a Coke, like oh, yeah. I cannot get it out of my head until I have one. Now, that, that that would be influence.
0: That seems like Maybe manipulation. Maybe a addiction. Okay. But, it's an addiction. <laughs> but, and then they play on the manipulation yeah, so and they, the addiction. It's,
1: it's an influence. It's, they're not – forcing me to do this. They're not emotionally toying with me to get me to buy this Coke. They're just kind of saying, hey, an ice cold Diet Coke would be very nice right now. They're
0: just trying to influence me. Exactly.
1: So when does it turn to manipulation? This is the thing, is that it turns into manipulation once it becomes... That they're manipulating you, they're hurting your emotions in order to serve themselves. So, I actually have these very nicely written definitions here. Let's hear them. Influence is the process of getting someone else to do what you want to do, react, think, or believe the way you want them to. Okay. So, again, persuasion. Persuasion. And that comes from Chris Hadnagy from Social Engineering, the book. Okay. Manipulation is defined as exerting devious influence over a person for your own advantage
0: ooh, that and sounds bad, isn't
1: that devious word yeah, Where, yeah that's, that's my favorite part of that
0: the devious to get their to get their advantage,
1: yeah, and not not to say that people who manipulate are like inherently devious right. or bad, but often it's just the only way they know how
0: to get what they want to
1: get what they want. They don't um as we get into it with our guests, there are lots of people who just they through mental or emotional reasons. Aren't able to talk to you straight about certain things, That's right. and so they just manipulate you.
0: And and you're not even really sometimes on their radar. You're it's not about you. Like who are you? This yeah, is yeah. about me.
1: Uh huh. Exactly. And I it's need what I want. Something it's very kind of all in their own head. Yeah. But unfortunately, it kind of ekes out yeah. and gets you. So think of a time like uh, when. You've been talking with somebody and they make you feel really bad about something. Uh-huh. And maybe that isn't even something that you've like really done. Guilt is the biggest one, at least for nah. me. That's the biggest way I get manipulated is if people make me feel guilty about something, then I will you do know, whatever. S-
0: sometimes grandmas do that.
1: It's true. Like,
0: whoa. So gosh. <laughs> so I was sitting there alone for the 14th day in a row. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm glad my grandma doesn't do that. Doesn't she she do did that? text me a whole lot today with questions about Pinterest, which she's getting into.
0: Grandma's getting into. So Pinterest. that was fun. Well, which is better than Tinder.
1: It's true. I am. She is. She is married, so <laughs> okay. you would hope
0: she's but. not out. Yeah, that would be <laughs> so bad. Her,
1: her cowboy husband out in Texas. I saw you yeah. on
0: Tinder, Grandma. <laughs>
1: but yeah, that's that's my grandma for you. Is your grandma? What snip? does it mean when I follow someone?
0: So that yours was, would never manipulate, and mine no, never manipulated. Crazy. But some like would. Try to guilt everyone into visiting Mm -hmm. them. But that's probably not – that's just influence and they just don't know a better way to do it. So some people just – some people maybe influence you in a way that's not healthy, in a way that doesn't get results.
1: But manipulation is the Mm self-serving, really harmful
0: part of it. Oh, and the hard part is because – then you spend the rest of your life with these people. I mean, these, are, these aren't these are people you can just get rid of sometimes. These no, are your children. No, these mean, are your family, friends. Exactly. Loved ones.
1: It's often people who you're very attached to and you love a whole bunch and maybe you really don't want to yeah. let them go. So that's why we're talking about how you can defend yourself. Basically. And
0: by the way, and and I guess one of the foundational things here is these are people that are are probably inherently dysfunctional. So they have something – wrong with them a yeah, disorder yeah, a psychological um, issue
1: Yeah I'm, I mean Dr. Simon will get into it but yeah, yeah. Because
0: that's huge. I mean, you I mean I know, know a lot of
1: narcissism borderline personality yeah. disorder things like that where it's just it's seriously the only way they know how oh, yeah. to interact with people
0: I know a lot of drug addicts that become mm-hmm. highly manipulative cuz they need their fix
1: Exactly so yeah.
0: they'll do whatever it takes Yeah
1: so but, Again, not to say that they're bad people. No. It's what they know how to well, do. Well, and I
0: think more importantly on today's topic too is because you're dealing with people that are dysfunctional doesn't mean you have to be manipulated and I wouldn't necessarily follow the manipulator's lead.
1: No, exactly, cuz I see that a lot where people kind of fight fire with fire. Yeah. They think, well, this person's being rude, so I'm going to be rude oh, and manipulative yeah. or, you know, right back at them, which yeah. doesn't get anybody anywhere. So you can't, you know, I uh, think about it, maybe passive aggressive roommates. So, right. like one roommate leaves a note and says, like, this is, you know, unload the dishwasher. Love you. You're great. If you, you want know? to go to And then if somebody else will put, you know, and then they fight back. Yeah. It's not getting anywhere. No. The only way you're going to get anywhere is if you sit down and talk and to each other. And have a
0: conversation. So,
1: you don't want to fight back with your own manipulation. That's. <laughs> so Bad idea
0: well and let so as we're going through this today out there in listener land you be thinking would anybody classify you as a manipulator
1: yeah that's are you true. on
0: the list are you do people see you as devious trying to get your way at the expense of another person's Ooh, that's scary i shouldn't have asked that rhetorical question now in my head <laughs> i'm thinking you guys think i'm manipulative <sighs> okay, folks, we're taking this on. Manipulative people. How do you deal with those people that, uh, you know, maybe aren't looking out for you? We've got a great expert. Dr. George Simon will be with us, the author of the book Sheep's Clothing, one of uh, the definitive works on manipulative characters and handling manipulative people. We're taking a break. We'll be right back. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. <music> Welcome back, everybody. A little Don't Bring Me Down, ELO, right? That—that uh, That is the anthem for dealing with manipulative people. I like to sing it out loud right when they walk in the room. <laughs> Don't bring me down. That's probably not the best way to handle it. So we're going to the pros, folks. Dr. George Simon is on the phone with us. He is, uh, for 25 years, he's been gathering information about working with manipulators, understanding them, other disturbed characters and their victims. He is a has a PhD in clinical psychology from Texas Tech. He's the author of the book Sheep's Clothing, which is on Amazon. It's a five-star rated bestseller for nearly 13 years. It's been published in several foreign languages and is regarded as the definitive work on manipulative characters. He also, by the way, and this may have been where he got some insight as well, for six years, Dr. Simon served as a supervising psychologist for the Arkansas Department of Corrections, and now he's out teaching the rest of us how to recognize and deal with manipulative people. Dr. George Simon, welcome to The Matt Townsend Show.
2: Hi, Matt. Glad to be on.
0: Good to have you, my friend. And, uh, I mean, a lot of—this is a hard subject because— Manipulative people, they exhaust us. And yet that's one of the reasons we wanted to do the show, because how do, we, how do we first of all, I guess, de- define what is a manipulative person? Because I'm wondering if I am one. And, um, and then I just, I'd love you to just start teaching us. What is it about manipulation and people? Why do they choose it?
2: Well, you know, in my book, In Sheep's Clothing, I talk about the fact that we all manipulate to some degree. But there are some characters who their their overall style of relating to us is manipulative to a fault, hmm. and, and that is they they, they always want to have their way, they want to be on top and in control, they always want to win, and they're always looking for a way to take advantage of or get it, get the better of you, yeah, and so you you think in your gut. There's something wrong with them, but somehow they make you feel like there's something wrong with you. (laughs) Like, what is my deal? Yeah,
0: but is this a? I guess is this a diagnosis? Do you go in and diagnose somebody, or or do they already have some other disorder, some other issue?
2: Well, um, most of the time, these folks have a personality issue. This is, generally speaking, a matter of personality and character. And I, by the way, in my writings, I distinguish. Between personality and character, hmm. uh, character are those aspects of a person's personality that reflect their per- personal ethics okay. or their ability to be responsible social citizens. You know. Yeah, and then uh,
0: personality but... would just be more of a trait, maybe something they've been they've learned or been born with.
2: Yeah, part of, part of it is their innate predispositions, but a part of it is also what they've learned. Hmm. You know, it's kind of a really a false argument. You know, which comes first, yeah. or which is the greater uh, variable? That they, they both play a role. But how, however, it, it comes to be, they devo- they develop this style of relating to people in a less than honest or forthcoming way, and they're always trying to get the better of you, and they use. I outline in my books the the various tactics that they use to make you feel a little crazy, (laughs) uh, to make you think that they're doing anything but uh, trying to take advantage of you.
0: It's so true. And it's almost that question is, I guess, that's the rub. It's one thing to have manipulative people. It's another thing to start thinking you're going crazy or you've got something wrong with you because of how they're playing with you.
2: Right. Well, most people don't trust their guts. On a gut level, most people who are dealing with a manipulator go unconsciously on the defensive
3: mm-hmm.
2: because, as I, as I point out in my books, uh, these are covert fighters. These are people who fight for what they want, but they do it in a slick, subtle, covert way. Huh. They, they don't want you to perceive that that's what they're doing. They want you to think anything else so, is that, so that you get, don't realize what they're up to.
0: So passive-aggressive would be probably a prominent tool of a manipulator.
2: It's one of the tools, and by the way, people uh, often confuse passive aggression with covert aggression. Hmm. Pa- passive aggression is when you basically uh, take advantage of someone by not doing.
3: Okay. It's
2: truly passive Aggression. It's like not talking to somebody. It's like not so accidentally forgetting for the umpteenth time right. to, do, to do something that you want them to do. Uh, it's not cooperating, uh, and it can be a really powerful tool. You, you know, pa- passive resistance as a social movement can real is is a really powerful tactic. You know, yeah, you, you, you sit down, you don't move.
0: That's Gandhi, protest, right? I mean, yeah,
2: that's right. That's right. It's, uh, <laughs> but, covert aggression is different. It's very active, not passive yeah. aggression, but it's veiled. It's it's kept under cover. Oh. It's when the per- person tries to get the better of you by pretending they're doing just about anything else other than aggressing.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, thus yeah. more manipulative, right there, right?
2: That's more manip- That's the heart of manipulation.
0: Wow. Give Give us some examples um, that are kind of real life examples of what either covert aggression looks like or or real just manipulation?
2: Well, for example, somebody does something that really offends you, and you call them on it. You call their attention to what it is they did. And then they deny that they did it. Yeah, I didn't do that. Or one of of my favorite tactics, they feign innocence (laughs) or feign ignorance. Yeah. Okay. All of a sudden, you feel like the bad guy. That's right. You, know, you, you start backing up and you think, well, you know, am I crazy? Did they not really do this? Uh-huh. Did I not really see this? I give countless examples in 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 Sheep's Clothing and in Character Disturbance, my other book, I give countless examples of this. and And basically those vignettes that are in the book help people to realize that they really can trust their gut and they really can judge behavior. And when somebody does something, no matter what, Tactics they throw at you to try and manipulate you 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 can go and recognize the the behaviors and deal with them directly wow
0: and is it i guess the manipulator's ultimate objective is just to get whatever they want
2: that's exactly right, and look good while doing it
0: that's it yeah <laughs> don't lose face, huh yeah. Wow. And I guess that's a funny thing, because I'm sitting there thinking, so yeah, I've had somebody act like that to me. And then for years or whatever, I thought I was going crazy. And then more and more examples of seeing it, I start to see my my guts telling me, yeah, don't trust him, don't trust him. But it might take 10 years of this, of thinking you're crazy. And then you're going to say, okay, I got to do something.
2: Right. And you know, politicians are probably the best examples of these folks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and they're paid, right, and nominated and voted for it.
2: And, and, and one thing I point out in my book is that, you know, there are many ways to be deceptive. And one of the probably the most effective way to lie and manipulate is to very artfully give a litany of very true things, factually true things. Mm-hmm. Say one truth after the other, but then leave out that critical little detail that would change the whole picture.
0: If it was out there.
2: It was out there. That's right. So, so that one little concealment is all that's necessary to basically hoodwink or trick somebody.
0: Do, do uh, they recognize they're doing it, George? Oh, yeah. I mean, do they they know they're doing this.
2: How 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 else could they possibly be effective? Yeah, I have that that question is asked to me more times, and, and 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 most people who are on the receiving end of manipulation, mm-hmm. they drive themselves additionally crazy by trying to get the person that's that's doing these things to them to see what they're doing. Yeah. Like, like they don't already know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you know? I guess you, and then getting them to see it and then actually having them accept that they're doing it. Is that a step that a manipulative just won't do?
2: Well, I mean, the, the, the real point is that it's pointless to even try that. Yeah. The point I tried to make in my book uh, and uh, what hundreds of people have written me to tell me they they have found this the most singular, empowering thing, is to just call them on the behavior and be prepared to set limits and consequences. Mm. Yeah. Don't worry about what they're thinking or whether they get it. Yeah. Uh, you just take up for yourself, so, and, and ev- everything will correct itself in time.
0: So call them on it, and then um, and, but then set boundaries so that you don't have to buy into the next argument yeah that's correct but not try to correct them the minute you're trying to correct somebody that's manipulative you're now in the manipulation
2: you're right in the middle of it That's
0: correct. (laughs) it's just scary this because this could be your family right this is your marriage this could be i mean to me i i see a lot of clients that are actually diagnosed with borderline personality disorders that are doing this
2: right and but you know what we've come to realize and this is something i make a, a big point of in character disturbance what we see these days, you know, back when psychology's uh, main uh, theories were developed, mm-hmm. back in the repressive Victorian era where Sigmund Freud was coming up with all of his ideas, you right. know, people were anxious, nervous wrecks, literally. The society was so repressive that it was, if there was a motto for the time, uh, or a slogan that would describe the zeitgeist of the time, it would be "Don't even think about it." <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, because people people were anxious, overly guilt-ridden, shame-filled wrecks, and they came into Freud's office with all these bizarre symptoms uh, of extreme anxiety and repression. And uh, times have changed right. a whole lot since then. We live in an e- uh, in an era of. Massive entitlement and permissiveness, and if there were a slogan or a motto that would best describe the zeitgeist of our times, it would be just like the old Nike commercial used to say, just do it. Right. So the problems that we have, the problems that mental health professionals see, have much less to do with a person's quote-unquote neurosis and much more to do with their
3: character
0: or their lack
2: thereof. and, and for a long time, we professionals weren't willing to admit this right. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we wanted to call the elephant in the room just about everything from a biochemical imbalance to, to an anxiety disorder to mm. We would give it any label possible except character.
0: well let's let's take a break, George. I want to come back and have you talk to us a little bit more then what are these traits? That that might lead to more manipulative people, and I, I'm assuming these traits are going to parallel character or lack of character, character building things we could things we could maybe you know work on. Uh, we're going to take a break and come back with Dr. George Simon uh, again, the author of the book Sheep's Clothing and Character Disturbance. More information about how to deal with manipulative people right here on the Matt Townsend Show. Up after this break. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we're talking about manipulative people, right? Those people that are, they're going to get their way one way or another. We all have people like that in our lives. In fact, some of us are those people. So we wanted to bring in an expert, somebody that uh, has been working on this, studying this for the last 24 years, gathering information about working with manipulators and, uh, and, and really what I love is where we're going with this is about character um, and, and how sometimes we chalk a lot of stuff up to being a psychological disorder or whatever. But maybe in the end, a lot of times what we're battling is just some, some serious need for character, growth, and abilities. So we've asked Dr. George Simon to join us. George um, is a, has a Ph.D. in clinical psychology from Texas Tech. Is the author of the book Sheep's Clothing, another book also called Character Disturbance. Both of these books um, you can get on Amazon. And again, you can go to his website, manipulative people.com. Manipulative people.com with, with a hyphen in between there. And um, what I want to do is uh, get him on the phone here with us. George, are you there? I'm here. Good to have you back. Thanks, Matt. And I so appreciate uh, your insight on this. I, what I'd love to kind of know are, are two sides of the manipulation, okay? What, what are some of the traits that are common to manipulative people, and um, what are some of the traits maybe that the people that are most likely to get manipulated possess or bring? And, well, and, and is, there a, is there a system somewhere in between here that maybe a little cause effect?
2: Yeah. You know, really what makes people the most vulnerable— are probably the nicest personality characteristics you can have are they you know yeah uh, if you're willing to give people the the you know the uh uh, the better judgment if you're willing to uh, give them the benefit of the doubt if you're if you're uh, generally an accepting guy or accepting person one who always wants to see the good in folks who who never ascribes uh, nefarious motives to folks without having all the facts uh, you're, you're a prime candidate. Because uh, yeah. one, one of the things that the most manipulative characters will do is use your own conscientiousness against you. For example, uh, when, when manipulators use the guilt button or the shame button, you have to have that capacity.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, unfortunately, there are people in this world who don't have much capacity for guilt or shame.
0: And they're not going to uh, take the bait, are they? So they, They're
2: they not going to yeah. take the bait. You know, just try shaming one of these character-disturbed folks, or just try making them feel guilty. They don't take the bait. Yeah. Uh, so they really count on that. And, uh, you know, I describe in both my books uh, these most extreme examples, these folks that we call... Uh, psychopathic or sociopathic individuals who are almost devoid of conscience altogether uh, because they have so little empathy or Mm -hmm. no empathy for others, that they literally prey, P-R-E-Y, on the conscientiousness of others, on the good nature of others.
0: And And they just bend it, don't they, and twist it and beat you up with your own conscientiousness.
2: That's correct.
0: Ugh Yeah. That's... That's And it's sad because then people that, that give the benefit and see the good and never ascribe malice, these people, are, they're getting manipulated, which then might turn them to not trust, to not right. believe anyone.
2: And of the hundreds of emails that I've gotten uh, uh, over the years, one of the things that rings true for most folks is that when they finally start looking at character and at other people differently than they have traditionally been taught to do... yeah. And they realize that people do an awful lot of fighting in, in in this world. I like to say in my books that when we're not making some kind of love, we're making some kind of war yeah. with one another. That's, all right, that's that's human nature.
0: I love do. I love your approach because I, I didn't come. I have a doctorate in human development and, and human systems, but I don't I don't you know I don't ascribe to all of the. Um, the psychotherapeutic models necessarily a lot of human development but what i I've, I've always believed a lot more of this was about character about reactivity and other things and so talk about m- more of the traits then maybe some of the character things that are that are working this manipulator or the lack of character
2: well what's what's really operating with the manipulative character is that they want to win by all costs they're really not willing to take no for an answer, and they're not willing to back down or back off, even when it would be in their best interest mm. to do so. Yeah. See? Uh, and, and they're also willing to win unfairly, which is really what marks their character. In other yeah. words, they're going to get the better of you by basically not letting you know what they're up to. If they, if, they were to put their, if their agenda were to be on the table then you would have the right to say yes or no.
0: Right. But they don't and, even let the agenda out, the real agenda be out there. That's correct. That does because seem like they're politics. They take
2: no for an answer.
0: That's exactly right. I mean, how many times in politics do you do you listen to politicians talking and you're thinking they're not even talking about the real issue. <laughs> they're right. they're just in this process of setting people up to make decisions that force a decision down the road, or whatever. Hmm.
2: And of course, when a good uh, news investigator or a discussion moderator uh, tries to nail down a question, of course they'll sidestep it. They won't even go there. Right. Uh, they'll go to where they want to go, and all the while use these various tactics that make it seem like they're being a nice guy uh, and, and and really just trying to uh, do you a favor. Uh, but but they're really just advancing their agenda at your expense.
0: Is it, I see this a lot? I used to be a divorce mediator about 10, 15 years ago, and I would th- I mean you see it all day long through manip- through mediation. right is, is, it, is it best, I guess, to recognize you're, you're dealing with a manipulator and then just opt out the best you can?
2: Well, opting out is the last resort. I mean, we have to deal with folks in everyday life, and we have to deal with folks in all kinds of situations, whether it be at work, in our home life, uh, even in school, where, wherever the case may be. So the real te- the real trick is knowing what to expect, knowing the tactics by heart. And in, the, in my book, In Sheep's Clothing, I outline most of the major tactics that folks use. Mm. Once you know them, once you know what they're doing, when they're doing it, uh, and you know exactly how to respond to these things and to set your own agenda, to take up for yourself, not be swayed by the tactics, to to, to draw your own boundaries and set your limits and your own expectations, once you know how to do this, life with them gets a lot easier.
0: And I guess you could then stick it out i mean if this is your spouse them being a manipulator it's not a i guess it's not a death sentence if we, well, if we learn just, their tactics and we set our boundaries we can stay with them
2: that's correct but it's also a matter of degree Matt. and in my book character disturbance is the first to point out that character disturbance really exists on a spectrum or a continuum it's much like we've learned about the autistic disorders sure yeah you know there's, a, there's the degrees of severity. Character disturbance is the same way. It exists on a spectrum, and there are those characters who are so severely impaired in character that the only reasonable thing, if you want to save your sanity, is to get out. Is to get away.
0: Yeah. Can you just quickly give us, like, a little bit of the spectrum? Like, what's the far left, far right side of the spectrum? W- what does that look like?
2: Well, a, 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 the far left side, the mild character impairments, would be your average person who has their character flaws, for, uh, to be sure, but they're also willing to acknowledge them and maybe even do some work on them. Okay. Then at the very far extreme, you have the psychopath. This is the person who actually has the most malignant form of narcissism, which is they truly believe that they're a superior creature mm. to you. And therefore, they have the right to prey upon you, because they see you as an inferior creature. Wow. Uh, and uh, they, they consider your conscientiousness and your, your good intentions to be a weakness to be exploited, and they just want to get the better of you, and they feel entitled to do so. Yeah. And that's an uh, example
0: of somebody you're, you're not going to build mutual long-term no trust, benefit, appreciation. With
2: you, just need to run. Yeah,
0: run as fast as you can. huh?
2: As fast as you can.
0: Wow, it really is. Um, it's. And we'll come back and, and get a little bit more into the character, uh, the character disturbance. I love that continuum, and, and it really. I mean, if you notice, I mean, psychopath is that's you know that's the crowning dark side, I guess. Uh, impact. The other side of this, though, would be just the average human with you know character issues but willing to look at it willing to work on it powerful okay we're going to take a break then George we're going to come back when we come back want to continue this discussion figure out uh, what we could do to maybe you know deal with these people a little bit better is there something else we should know again if you have a call or a question for George if you happen to be dealing day to day with uh, with a highly manipulative person, give us a call one eight five five chat BYU one eight five five chat BYU. will get you on the phone with George, and uh, you can ask your question. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back right after this break. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we are discussing dealing with a manipulative person. Do you have somebody in your life that, uh, you know, doesn't seem to care if you are benefiting at all? Are they willing to uh, win at all costs? Because if so, you might have a manipulator in your life. And you know what? I'm going to bet it's a pretty, pretty common thing out there just as I get to interact with people day in and day out. Dr. Simon is joining us. Dr. George Simon, uh, who is a PhD and has a PhD in clinical psychology from Texas Tech university 25 years he's been researching this topic and um i think we're all benefiting today from it he has a couple books you might want to go check out at amazon.com um, sheep's clothing is one of them and uh the other one is called character disturbance and in these books he talks about you know some of the tendencies of and uh this uh, spectrum the character disturbance spectrum that we've been talking about on the show welcome back to the show george
2: thank you man i also want to mention the uh the third book of- that is written uh, primarily with the Christian audience in mind, and that's the Judas Syndrome.
0: Ooh, Judas Syndrome. Yes. Was Judas Uh, a manipulator?
2: (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, Judas, uh, though, however, betrayed his uh, lack of faith, uh, and uh, what we often do, unfortunately, uh, with our own behavior, and our own character, is we betray our lack of faith uh, you know our, our behavior yeah, and our and, consciousness,
0: uh, conscientiousness.
2: Right, our behavior and our and our character really reflects our faith better than anything else. Yeah. Uh, it, the talk, as you know, we say is cheap. Yeah. So um, uh, that's what the Judas syndrome is all about, and it gives uh, many vignettes about how uh, how both people's lack of faith uh, led to their demise uh, with respect to character issues, but also how people, uh, through their faith, uh, tr- transformed their lives.
0: I, I love your focus on character, um, and, and I mean, even that, even the character of, of, you know, maintaining your faith, your belief. And another thing that you mentioned that's subtle is those that are being manipulated, we might a lot of times have a tendency to doubt our own belief in what we know to be right, and instead we, t- we just follow the lead of the manipulator. And that's right. another thing that we need to strengthen, I guess, our character to e- to even better know who we really are and to trust our gut.
2: That's right. Uh, trusting the gut is the number one key. And, you know, there's a, there's a particular tactic that manipulators use called gaslighting. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know how many folks are familiar with the old uh, uh, movie from the 30s called Gaslight. It was the film production of a stage play uh, and the book of the same name. Uh, but... Uh, this, uh, this, this husband wanted to uh, put away his wife uh, back in the days when divorce wasn't so easy yeah. uh, to, to do, uh, and uh, he tried to basically get rid of her by convincing her that she was going crazy. <laughs> and how he, how he did this was he did tricky little things like subtly and slowly over a period of time dimming the light on a gas lamp uh, in their home, and then convincing this woman that she was the only person that sensed the room going darker,
0: interesting yeah
2: um, and uh, so this was the basic theme and gaslighting is a tactic where basically with the by the intensity with which the manipulator speaks and the certainty and conviction that they appear to have, they make you feel nuts for for suspecting anything that you suspect about them. They increase Um,
0: intensity to kind of overwhelm you.
2: To overwhelm you and make you doubt. And as soon as they get you to doubting, they pretty much have you. Once you doubt your gut about what's going on, and you buy into their manipulations, you know, game, set, match.
0: And then I guess this keeps you... uh, You you put your fight down because, you know, you're obviously messed up, so... Just go back with the manipulator and do what they yeah. want, yeah, that's gaslighting. you know that I see that all the time and it's and it's subtle, isn't it because it's just it's a it's an easy technique if you can overwhelm somebody and give them too much data, speak really fast, show a lot of conviction, a lot of people will trust all of that, even though the message isn't right, and their gut yeah. says no.
2: And there are other te- techniques as well. On the front end, many manipulators use seduction as their prime t- tactic. They can come across as the sweetest person on earth mm. and really engage in a lot of flattery, uh, play you up, uh, uh, get to your vanity, so to speak, really convince you that they think you hung the moon, uh, and only do you, you, you only discover what they're really like after they've snagged you, because right. you're in the relationship for a while. Uh, and then their real self, you know, eventually comes out. And then you think, oh, my gosh, what's happened? It's also very hard to believe at that point in time that you've been duped. You know, you don't want to believe it. So you're you're, you're kind of in that position where you say, you know, was I off base yeah. all that time? Did I not see this coming? Yeah. What You know, what's wrong with me?
0: Interesting. Do we um, – is there – give us some more tools or ways, I guess, that we could – fix our boundaries a little stronger and and maybe stand up to the manipulator i mean maybe don't i guess you don't have to fight them but recognize you said earlier we need to recognize the pattern or whatever and so talk about that what could we do for those out there listening that are dealing with manipulators real time
2: well one, one of the things i one of the tools of empowerment in my book in sheep's clothing i i, I outline 12 tools of personal empowerment hmm. one of the main ones is Always judge actions, not intentions. You know, really conscientious people are always trying to second guess somebody's motives. They're, they're 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 always asking themselves the question when when a person does something troubling. They're thinking, "I wonder why they did this." Yeah. You know, what's behind this? Are they insecure underneath? Uh, are, 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 are are they are they feeling like I attacked them? What did I? What did I? What made them do this? Right. and, and I advise. Don't judge intentions. You can't possibly know. Judge only actions and deal with actions. When somebody does something that's harmful or hurtful, deal with that. Call attention to that. Stand up for your rights. Well, yeah, I, the, to the behavior that causes you distress, and respectfully request that that not be done anymore.
0: Yeah, we're not doing that anymore because if it seems like the minute you're playing on intent, you're playing in the manipulator's field. That is That's correct. they love that because they can work you. They'll use words and confusion and obfuscation. They'll do everything to get you.
2: That's correct.
0: And you can't keep up with that. So, keep it to the data, keep it to the facts, and then you can request, we don't do that act anymore.
2: Right. And then I also advise, you know, uh, I, along the way, uh, you know, as a as a uh, as a uh, helping professional yourself, uh, I'm, I'm sure you're aware that uh, uh, some time ago, uh, one of the famous researchers came up with a model for depression that they called learned helplessness.
3: Mm-hmm. You remember yeah. that? Oh yeah. This
2: is where, basically, uh, in in the laboratory, you give these animals a situation in which there is just simply no escape from some condition, and that what they learn is that nothing they do makes a difference. Yeah. And, and when that paradigm is set up, they basically become despondent and then kind of just give up. The yeah. They become depressed. Well, what I realized early in my work with manipulators and victims is this is exactly what happens to victims, because they try everything to try and get the other person to do differently. Mm-hmm. And nothing they do seems to make a difference. But what I advise is when you, when you put your energy and your attention where you have power, namely your own behavior, and you start setting limits and you start setting boundaries and enforcing them, Powerful. that impression lifts and you start feeling empowered. I and love that's that. That's the real key.
0: Well, and then, ironically, you're back in your character. Your character does not want you to go despondent and helpless – your character wants you to know that you you're an agent here. You can do something, so do something.
2: That's correct.
0: That's powerful, huh? That then your character centered and all of a sudden and by the way, that's that's got to scare. That's probably the only thing that scares a manipulator if they ever are afraid.
2: If they're if they're hellbound under control, you bet that's unnerving to Cuz
0: that is the moment that they've okay, I'm losing this battle.
2: Yeah, I'm that's great here. yes absolutely but so
0: so really um if you're feeling like you're in that hopeless or the helpless state um find a behavior something you can change and start working on that
2: absolutely you know manipulators are great uh, any disturbed character gets us into the habit of looking externally we're constantly wondering what they're going to do next yeah. what i what, what maybe i can do to change their mind or get them to change and as soon as we're focused on them we lose all power that's
0: so true i call that i call it with my clients go on offense because so many of the times the manipulator is always on the offense and we're always on the defense helplessly just trying to hold ground i guess yes but there's some and, really know, that shift of getting on offense says great now you make the play and you do something different.
2: Absolutely. And when it comes to holding them accountable, when it comes to the responsible behaviors that you want to see from them, yeah. always keep the ball in their court. If they've got the problem, don't you take it don't on yourself. Don't own it. I That's love right. that. Don't own it. Yep.
0: Keep the ball in their court. Man, I'm telling you, I... George, I got to get your book for heaven's sakes. Um, everybody, we we got to learn this. George, give us one more thing. We'll give you about fifteen seconds before we need to get ready to go. But what's the one thing that you would say is the key thing? If for any of us that are out there dealing with the manipulator, what do we do? What's the one thing? If we had just one thing to do today,
2: keep your energy and your attention focused on where you have power.
0: Cool. You got to, huh?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Focus where you have the influence. Beautiful. George, I so appreciate it. Again, everybody, go find his website, manipulative-people.com, manipulative-people.com. Dr. George Simons, his name. Lots of great books, Character Disturbance, Judas Syndrome, and again, Sheep's Clothing. Appreciate it again. Great, great stuff, my friends. Remember, you are an agent. Don't sit there and let somebody take away your ability to act do something. Do something in your circle of influence. We're going to take a break. Come back. We're going to continue this discussion. We're going to get in-depth. I'm going to give you some, some rules that I use when I'm coaching people who are dealing in a one-sided relationship more right here on the Matt Townsend Show right after this break. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the second hour of the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio. Today we've been talking about uh, manipulative people. Have you ever met somebody (laughs) that's manipulative? You know, tries to sell you a car that you don't even need? Tries to sell you a churro you didn't even want? Sean
4: that's back. That's Disneyland. That is Disneyland. (laughs) That's my kid. Everyone at Disney's manipulating me. Churro, I,
0: I want a churro, Dad. I want a turkey leg.
4: Actually, they're thats one thing that I like about their staff at Disney. Lake. Yeah, they're not manipulating. Yeah. No one's close. No, yeah, no, no one's trying
0: to. What it is is you go to another country. I went on a cruise. Stopped at every mm-hmm. country in the. Mm-hmm. Caribbean, I think. Do you have the kids running up to you as you get off uh-huh. the boat sort of thing? Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. They, then they're working. You're like, so what? You hate? Are you a racist? Yeah, exactly. Not a racist. <laughs> just don't need more stuff in my suitcase. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's hard. Relationships are hard. By the way, how's your your tooth? It's fine. We just talked the, a lot the, about it. The,
4: yeah, great. The crown. Just the temporary crown came off. I had to go back to the dentist to have it T- talk about, glued but, back on.
0: But tell them how it popped out in the middle of lunch and landed in some lady's salad.
4: Well, there was that.
0: That little thing. Yeah.
4: That's embarrassing.
0: <laughs> hey, so uh one of the things, but, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. My no. brother
4: my brother-in-law is a car salesman, by the way. Oh, no offense.
0: <laughs> no, I <I'm
4: laughs>
0: Everyone loves a car salesman. Oh, I know. But the reality is you
4: can be a car salesman and not be manipulative. Uh, exactly. My my brother-in-law is that way. He's he he's not he's not manipulative. Right. But I I still remember the first time I ever went to buy a car. I'm there with my dad who's gonna co sign. Yeah. And and the guy I said, Okay, here's I wanna pay, you know, two hundred bucks a month. Yeah. That's what I want my payment to be for twelve at, years. At the most. Yeah. <laughs> and so he said, Well, let's see what we can do here. That's the first that's yeah. the first sign right there. Yeah. And so they come back, okay, well uh we got you got you a payment here of two hundred and fifty. Not even and gross. I'm like I wanna pay two hundred. Oh, you really don't want this car, do you? That was seriously, that was the response to Uh, me saying, no, you really don't want this car, do you?
0: (laughs) Mm, That makes me mad. Come on. My favorite line, though, is what's it going to take to get you in this car
4: today? Oh, I hate that line. What's it going to take?
0: Well, uh, you get that price down to $200 a
4: month. Exactly.
0: That's all it'll take. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Manipulative people. Oh, they just make you want to just get them.
4: Oh, there's the spirit right there. Yay. Uh, manipulation. Yeah.
0: So here's the deal. In my business, I deal a lot. I have a lot of people come in and there, and this is basically what they're telling me.
4: You mean people who are trying to get their way come into your
0: office? Well, yeah, and people that are sick and tired of dealing with somebody that's so manipulative. Yeah. So I have some rules. These are rules, full-fledged rules that I teach people to deal in a one-sided relationship. We all have them. Yes. Right. The one sided relationship where, and again, now that we've learned all of this great stuff from Dr. Simon, maybe that means, you know, this person really doesn't care anything about you. But, you know, you may be married, they may be the father or the mother of your child, whatever. Let me give you a few rules, okay? Remember one thing that, and, and he started hitting on it, and it is one of the most empowering things I think we can learn when it comes to dealing with really difficult people. It only takes one person to change the game. It only takes one. So the, my rule is always two heads are better than one, but one head is better than zero. So if we already know we're dealing with a manipulator or if we already know we're dealing with somebody that is relationally challenged, then I only need one of us to get our head in the game. And if we'll get the head in the game, then guess what? Game on. I can now work this situation.
4: So this is like high school musical. Get your head in the game and you're set to go. <laughs> no. Oh.
0: No. Not equating. No. No not equating this to high school musical okay that everybody erase that from your mind that this has, I mean if, yeah not even close that's all right hey um here's 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 another rule so if you're in the game that means if i'm playing tennis like i was we were talking to dr simon about go on the offense mm-hmm. if i'm tired of my spouse who keeps hitting me the same shot in tennis I can be frustrated by it. I could be feel manipulated by it. But can't you change the shot you give back? Anytime I want. Anytime I want. So if you know you're dealing with a manipulator, start changing the shot. That's what he was telling us is change the shot. If you're feeling like you are helpless and you can't get out of this game and it's so hard and he always keeps doing the same thing, then mess the shot up or change the shot up. Do something different. And guess what? If you hit a different shot and he's in the game, he's got to chase your shot. Mm -hmm. And what's amazing, there's that magical moment when you do something different. And by the way, I teach usually it doesn't even matter what you do, just as long as it's diametrically opposed to what you would normally do. So if what you'd normally do is just sit there and agree and try to work on you, maybe what you ought to do is just say, you know what? I'm not the problem anymore. I've worked on me. I feel peace. I have this and this and this. This is not about me anymore. This is now about you. And I, he'll want to argue with you and then yeah. walk away. <laughs> when all of a sudden you won't argue with the manipulator, game on, my friends. Wow. Game on. Another rule. Frame the problem as your partner being relationally challenged, not as a personal rejection. These people aren't manipulative oh. because they're, um, they're healthy. They're manipulative because they're relationally challenged. And so as soon as you start internalizing someone else's manipulation with you as as if it's you personally being rejected, that's you buying into the problem. That very thought is part of the problem. So we're going to start to just recognize certain people struggle more relationally. By the way, you know who they are. if. If they grew up in a family, if your spouse grew up in a family and they never talked, nobody talked, they always fight, your husband doesn't know how to relate to your kids or your wife doesn't know how to relate to other people, we might notice that there's enough data there to tell us that they have relationship issues. Mm-hmm. So we're, rule number two, don't follow the lead of the most relationally challenged partner. Okay. If your partner has a hard time with all their friends, don't follow their lead on friendship. If you have a partner that, by the way, that rule works with everything. If you have a person that's financially challenged, don't follow their lead on financial issues. Seems like a no-brainer, mm-hmm. but a lot of times we end up knowing our partner is a manipulator, and yet we still end up following him. And we think we're doing that because, well, we're married and we're supposed to love and honor and cherish. Well, yeah, not through manipulation. True. So as soon as you get you're being manipulated. Let's not take the lead from the manipulator anymore. Be different. Another rule, and he got into this, is you know, trust more the data and the facts and what you see than what they're saying. The more you trust what you're seeing, you can say, I don't like that behavior. And then you have to clearly communicate the change, the timeline, and the results you want. I'm, not, I'm no longer going to take this from you. I will no longer sit here when you call me this name ever again. And I need it to change. And I need it to look like this next time. And I need it to change now. Hmm. Now, or what? Or I don't know what, but we're going to need some help to get that change to happen.
4: But that sounds like it's kind of like an abusive relationship, though.
0: Well, that could be. But that could also just be the husband that every night puts down his wife's dinner. And and, and yet we'll oh, eat it like a pig every night she serves it. Hmm. But he still makes jokes about it. So if she's tired of the game... She can just sit there and say, you know what? I'm not going to take any more negative talk about my dinners. Okay. Period. And if that's the case, you're going to need to make dinner. I can't do this. I won't do this. And state what you won't do and set your boundary. And then you got to stick to it. Another thing that's so important when you get into this, and this is a real test of your character, as uh, we were just learning earlier. You have to be willing to go for a win-win or a no-deal option. Meaning, if you can't treat me effectively in this relationship and I can't treat you effectively in a healthy way, let's agree to not have the deal. Now, that's so scary. So what are you saying? We're going to divorce? I'm not saying we're going to divorce. But unless you are willing to have a no-deal option, then you're pretty much stuck with a manipulator. Yeah. There's got to be a time where – and I've seen it. When people will finally push that to a change, um, then all of a sudden, guess what happens? Then the no-deal option means we've got to get more more real and get some more help. The last rule is simply get help and support. Most of the time, a, high, a really strong manipulator would love you to not ever question and get more help. But one of the greatest things I've seen is when you have other people on your team And we're no longer doing this all behind closed curtains and doors, you know, where the manipulator can work you and can beat you and can emotionally overwhelm you and get you, you know, the gaslighting that he was talking about. When all of a sudden that's going on and you go get help, you start to bring another person in and most manipulators don't like that because there's going to be more clarity. So get the help and support you need, whether that's from your church leaders, friends, neighbors, you know, anybody in your life. Tons, tons to do, folks. But no matter what, too, and and he he clarified it as well. Dr. Simon did. Don't give up. You are a force, my friends. You are here on this earth to act. You are not here to just be acted upon. You are an actor. You are a player. You are an agent in your life. Time to take back your agency. We're going to take a break, folks. When we come back, Jenny Layton from the Happy Gal blog is going to be in the house and she's going to teach us how to work with your children so that they don't, you know, become highly manipulative children and people. That's the last thing we need. Teaching your children how to be healthy, strong, non-manipulators. That's up next on the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio. back friends to the Matt Townsend show a little Carrie Underwood before he cheats see she's dealing with a highly manipulative person hmm James agrees he just wiped a tear and flipped it onto the monitor which causes technical difficulties later welcome back to the program friends today we've been talking about manipulative people and uh We have got a non-manipulator on the phone with us, one of our great contributors, Jenny Layton, creator of the blog The Happy Gal and author of the newly released cookbook Healthy Eating the Happy Gal Way. She's a blogger, speaker, coach extraordinaire. She takes all of her background and uh, puts it all together in a nice little bundle on her website to help people to live a more full life full of peace and purpose Jenny lives in Kaysville with her husband and five children. Jenny, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show.
5: Hi, Matt. How are you? I'm great. How are you?
0: Good. Have you ever, have you ever known a highly manipulative person?
5: <laughs> yes, I have.
0: <laughs> Do you want to name some names? kind
5: of fun to hear that I'm a non-manipulator. You're a,
0: You're a non-manipulator.
5: I'm going to add that to my bio. Put
0: that on your bio, <laughs> put it on a meme and make it and uh, somehow crochet it into your quilt.
5: Yeah, laminate it on the wall, yeah. something
0: <laughs> And then would you if you take a picture of it and put it on Instagram and Pinterest, that would be very oh,
5: helpful. Boy, now, I'm obligated. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Now now we've pushed you. How are things going? Jenny? Haven't seen you for a while?
5: I know. I'm doing well. My plan was to come down to the studio today, but I had a, had a kid get sick so. Really? I'm Did part somewhere random again. How are
0: your How are your kids' teeth? Uh, Sean here has he lost a crown, and he likes us to mention it regularly.
5: You know what? That's interesting. One of my daughters lost a tooth today on the yeah. way to school. How old is she? So, she's five. Yep.
0: No, um, Sean. Yeah, she's got so, she's got kid teeth. Sean, what's yeah. your problem? <laughs> my tooth's older than her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your new tooth. Even your new tooth, new tooth is older than her. Hey, um, so talk to us about our children. Uh, you know, it's. Kids are inherently, you know, a little manipulative.
5: Master manipulators.
0: Right? They, they want to they get what they want.
5: You know what? That's the funny thing is such a great – this is a great topic to talk about with this manipulation topic because it's funny to me. Every child, they know how to do it. Oh, yeah. You know? They all just – they pull out all the guns. Like they they'll cry or they'll act like they're <laughs> sick or throw a tantrum or like – you know, pit each play parents against each yeah. other, and it's just funny to me. It's just got it's got to be inherent, you know. See,
0: I think it is. In, they learned it in kids' school, in like kitty in kindergarten, I guess. Kids' school. <laughs> I don't
5: remember sending them to that. I wish they yeah. would known. they yeah. stayed home that day.
0: <laughs> they teach a lot of really neat things, but some of them is you know the drop and roll that they do at the in the line when you don't give them a candy bar. They just drop, <laughs> start rolling around.
5: I think that was the stop, drop, and roll lecture that they yeah. misinterpreted. Huh? I think they
0: misinterpreted. I think they thought it was for fire safety, but no, yeah, it's to get uh-uh. what you want. It's, um, but it's also interesting because as I work with adults and I, a lot of times I feel like their manipulation just seems to be like they're just immature little children, right? Just mm-hmm. doing – still trying to get their way. Well, what are we supposed to do to keep our kids from manipulating us?
5: Well, so that there is great news because there is stuff we can do to try to manage that a little bit better. You know, kids start acting unreasonably and manipulative. And the sad thing is that as parents, we start parenting really ineffectively by playing into their hands. We're exhausted. What can we do so that we're not um, fueling that cycle in that situation? So I think the first thing is just to manage your expectations when it comes to what your kids are going to say. You know, like yeah. if you don't know, no, you can't go to this movie with your friends, what kid is going to say, well, okay, I, I value your opinion yeah. and your judgment thank and you mother that.
0: Thank you, mother, for <laughs> thinking about it and 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 pondering upon that
5: and, and having my best interest at heart yeah that's I mean not it, happening. it's their job to argue, and so one of the things that I found personally in my parenting is that I start to think, my gosh, what is wrong with this child that they won't <laughs> You know, just accept no and understand that I'm trying to do what's best for them, but it's not their, you know, their job is to try to get what they want. And so... Do you ever say,
0: do you ever say, oh, they're so manipulative, like their father? (laughs) You don't ever say that, do you?
5: No, I don't. I can't say that. My husband's a pretty good guy. Good.
0: No. Good. Yeah. Because that is it though, huh? You're all of a sudden, you're like, where did they, where did they learn this? This is Mm -hmm. not, we don't do this.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it just seems to be instinct. But the the good news is, is if you know it's normal, then I think you can predict the pattern that you know it's coming and then you can more easily predict
0: Mm
3: -hmm.
5: what you're supposed to do, which is just stick to your gun. You know, don't start to waffle.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you know they're going to throw the fit, my mom just walked out.
5: Uh huh. So I'd be like
0: throwing the fit and my mom would say, "Okay, well, I'll be in the car when you're ready. And, she and just you look
5: around and go, This is ineffective.
0: Yeah. No, this is oh ho, 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 ho. wait, 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 wait. Yeah. And then she'd leave me and then I wouldn't do that again. Yep. Yeah. You know.
5: Yep. Well your mom's smart because that makes me think of the, the second thing and that that is that it just doesn't even matter what you say after you say no. Right. You know, the the kids aren't listening. They're not looking to understand your viewpoint. That's so. right.
0: So no is no.
5: No is no. All other discussion you have is really falling on deaf ears because the only thing they're listening for is to hear you say, "Well, okay." Yeah. You know.
0: Well, and they also have they have a vested interest, right? So they have everything to win by beating you down emotionally.
5: Mm-hmm. So
0: if you if you ever give in, you have just created the path of manipulation. It will not yeah. go away. Now you've taught them that you are you are able to be maneuvered.
5: Mm-hmm. You've enabled them. And yeah. They'll perpetuate it. Yeah.
0: so... And you can't you know, go logical, can you? You can't just sit, sit there and try, well, honey, now no, because we don't eat sugar. And do you remember we talked about sugar? And I mean, you could try <laughs> to talk all day long, but.
5: Have you been sucked into that too? Because oh, I have. Yeah. So they'll be like, tell me why. And I'll start to tell them. And it's just I'm giving them more ammunition. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not being my point at all so, <laughs> so there, true. there's really no convincing and if you're not careful they'll suck you into other tangents you know and then you're you find you ever find yourself arguing things that you really didn't even start out arguing oh yeah about? <laughs> it's yeah just led from one thing to another that's
0: right they're looking yeah. for a hole right they're looking for that yeah. they're looking for a gap that they can get in there and you know it's like ice and it's like water on your cement once it gets mm-hmm. in there and then it can freeze it'll crack you <laughs> That's what they're trying to do. Ooh, they're finding a crack.
5: That you need to make a little image or something yeah. of that. Make a put meme it on of your that website. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. Write that down. What, uh, what, what else? What are some other things we need to do to make sure we're not getting, you know, sucked in to the manipulator?
5: Well, kind of like what your mom did. You got to know when to walk away. You know, engage. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I think you'll say no, and then you know the child is not manipulating, they're just trying to understand and state their viewpoint, and it it could change your mind a little bit if it's not a complete, you know, absolute no, and I think it's okay to have that discussion, but I think you need to know when it starts to cross the line into when the child's manipulating, and you know, warning signs for me is I start to feel really emotional, Mm -hmm. and I start to lose my cool, or my heart starts to pound a little bit. Yeah,
0: when you're reaching for the taser... Once you're that reaching for the taser, you. you're, you're starting to get hijacked. <laughs> it's time to it's time to disengage. Go
5: about five steps too far, I think.
0: <laughs> it's so true, but you feel it, don't you? You feel you're, you uh-huh. get flushed, your heart's racing. You're starting to think, why? Why did I bring the children to the store? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I thought
5: you were going to say to this
0: world. To this world. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I do that? But that's and then no to disengage. I mean, I, I my children, if I disengaged and just said, yeah, no, we're not doing that. So I'll be over here checking out if you need me. They mm-hmm. mine were always afraid enough to just eventually pop up and get over there. But there are some kids, it seems like that have no fear. Yeah. They're like they'll just they'll just stay in the frozen section.
5: Mm-hmm. And that you know, there's some that are more difficult than others. So you just have to be really proactive, I think, and know when to walk away, or you know, know when to leave the store or whatever, because the you know, the lesson you're teaching your child is really the most important thing. So. Right. Yeah.
0: That's huge. That really is. Um, talk about and you and this. I know we're going to get into a lot after this break. Is at some point we got to look at ourselves too. Mm-hmm. Because. You know, if you took the most manipulative child to the store and you didn't have to, what are you doing?
5: (laughs) You're setting yourself up. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think there's things that that contribute to a child's need to manipulate. And so being aware that we have certain tendencies might help us adjust our behavior so that we're not feeding that in our children. So, you know, if it's hard for you to give your child the freedom to grow and experience new things, or if you know you tend to be kind of a controlling personality,
3: mm-hmm.
5: or, you know, or if you're someone who's afraid to to say no, you know, you're a pleaser and want to make peace and you don't have much of a backbone, all of those things can Really put yourself, your child in a situation where he has to manipulate in order yeah. or get what he needs.
0: Well, and yeah, you, you've like, you've got this big sign on your back that says, kick me.
3: Mm-hmm. Because,
0: because if you have anxiety, you're, you know, your your child can eventually play on your anxieties.
3: Mm-hmm. I've heard
0: my children say, mom, are you sure you really want me to do that? That could be unsafe. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, are you
5: kidding me? Oh, that's rotten.
0: Mom, it's that's like rotten. my wife, my wife said, so take the garbage out. And they're like, it's dark, mom. It could be unsafe. There's a fox out there.
5: Oh, that's when you go, someday you'll be a parent. Yes. I hope your kids do that right back at you. Oh, (laughs) manipulators.
0: Okay, hang on with us, Jenny. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, I want you to teach us more about uh, how, I guess, too, not to manipulate ourselves. It's a pretty interesting little thing. A lot of us are... You know, bigger manipulators of ourselves than maybe anyone else is to us. We're going to take a break, come back, more interesting ideas, more tools to help you find the good in life right here on The Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. A little police for you. Every breath you take. James says that song reminds me of him. No, reminds him of me. Is that right, James? You're always watching. That's how I feel. (laughs) I'm always watching and manipulating you. That is a great uh, segue into um, our wonderful contributor, Jenny Layton, who's joining us from the Happy Gal It's a blog. you got to go check it out. Also, go check out our newly released cookbook, which was newly released, I don't know, four or five months ago. Healthy Eating the Happy Galway. Jenny, welcome back to the show.
5: Hey, thanks, Matt.
0: When did the book come out?
5: Well, we probably need to change that. It was last fall. Yeah, I mentioned it quite a bit. Comparatively.
0: (laughs) Newly released one year ago.
5: Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. I graduated like a long time ago from right. high school, so, so comparatively it's pretty new. It
0: really is new. It's very and by the way, it's it's uh it's made you eat healthier and also I might say, we've eaten healthier because of your book. You have? Mhm.
5: Is that because Sarah's brought you food from it or yes. have you been cooking that way?
0: I would cook if I cooked.
5: Maybe but I don't maybe if I got you the recipe book it might
0: it might help you
5: know influence you a little bit yeah
0: I mean it might maybe what we ought to do is i'll will switch books with you, I'll give you mine
5: awesome. we will
0: save your marriage, yes. and then you g- not that you need that and and then I'll take your book and then I'll make dinner
5: not that you need that
0: not that I need that
5: because you have a wife
0: yeah but, yeah. but she, well, she does but she, you know i I need to learn she told me that last night, sorry mm-hmm. um. Here's the deal with manipulation, because kids are bad enough, but I, I need to kind of watch out, you know, for my own self kind of manipulation. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you mean by that? You're a coach. You coach women and people all the time about how not mm-hmm. to, you know, lose yourself. Talk about that.
5: Well, that's kind of the funny thing is I would think people don't, when it comes to the topic of manipulation, they probably don't consider the fact that their relationship with themselves might be kind of manipulative. But right. It really is because if you go back to the definition of manipulation, it's trying to control someone or something to get a certain outcome. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about any time your life's not going the way you want it to or you're not, you know, performing the way you want it to, like just instinctively we'll resort to those same kind of drastic measures that our kids will. In trying to force ourselves to do certain things, interesting, and yeah in order to in order to do that, really the the go-to tactic is to manufacture certain emotions and belief systems that will override our preferences or our desires. you know it may, it won't matter to us if we don't feel like doing it or if you know we really don't have the energy to do something, like we'll make ourselves do it, yeah. because we feel guilty or you know we don't believe we're capable or something like that so true. Yeah.
0: How do we avoid that? Like, because, I mean, a lot of these too. it seems like we're not even paying attention to them, right? We just, we we do all of these things, bad, bad talk and just bad self-talk. And those are things that are so subtle, we don't even notice them sometimes.
5: Well, I think the first thing that you need to do is give yourself some credit. Like, you know, again, you'll, you'll tell yourself you'll feel guilty to try to make yourself do something that you think needs to be done. But I think if you take a step back and go, okay, I don't need to feel guilty because as a mother, I might be taking the day off or I might be sleeping in a little bit or, you know, as a father, I'm not to every single soccer game. Um, It's not like I'm going to quit going to soccer games or, you know, as a mother, I'm going to quit taking care of my home or my children or anything. You know, I, I can give myself some credit because otherwise, you know, you, Think about the message you're sending yourself when you're relying on guilt
3: to mm-hmm. make you
5: perform. The message you're sending yourself is, I don't trust myself. I have to make myself feel so guilty or else there's a good chance I'm just going to blow it all the way around.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and then, yeah. I mean, the thing about guilt as a motivator is, I mean, I guess it's, I mean, make the change you need to make. But guilt seems like it quickly turns into shame and
5: Mm-hmm. That
0: you're not good enough. That you are—you're the problem, not just what you're doing or not yeah.
5: doing. Yeah, I don't think there's ever a happy ending to guilt, and so I think rather than resorting to that, just consciously take a gamble on yourself. You know, you'll find that you're much more motivated to do positive things and things that you want to do because you're given the choice to do it rather yeah. than being forced to do it.
0: That's great. So one way is, you know, get, notice what you're doing well, see what's working, see what's good, instead of wallowing in the guilt.
5: Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Good. What else? Well, I, the other thing I have been thinking is that when you experiment with honoring your needs and your preferences, listening to what your, what your own personal need is, then, um, then you're not going to resort to that guilt and, and feel like you need to manipulate yourself. So, if you're getting the message from yourself that you need a break or you can't keep up with some expectations, question those expectations before you deny your needs and shut yourself down
0: hmm. yeah, like like learn become i get this is like self awareness huh uh, yeah. be be aware of it, and then instead of just automatically shutting everything down and doing what you gotta you know you 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 feel compelled to have to do, you're saying learn, figure out really what your needs are. And, mm-hmm. and, and sort it through.
5: Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's kind of the same thing, like with children, you know, in the way that they are going to respond to love and respect, you're going to find that if you're kinder to yourself, you're naturally going to want to rise to the occasion because there's such a difference between forcing yourself to like stick to a diet or forcing yourself to sit down and play with your kids or fix things around the house or whatever, um, If you choose to do that instead of forcing yourself to do it, there's just a whole different energy there because those things become energizing instead of draining.
0: Yeah, and it's aligned to – you can see how it's connected to being your best self, right? Instead of being compelled, you're choosing. Mm -hmm. It's a choice.
5: Mm Mm-hmm. Again, that just takes you right back to the heart of manipulation and what it is you're trying to do when you manipulate. And that is you're trying to force yourself to do something. And it doesn't, it's never good. You know, we want freedom. We want autonomy, all of those things. And so anytime we're shutting that down, it's so disempowering.
0: Yeah. And it's so subtle, isn't it? Because we, we, a lot of people would sit there and say, well, no, I mean, I'm not forcing myself to exercise every day. It's, you know, sure, I feel guilty and I call myself (laughs) names. And, but in the Mm -hmm. end, how you get where you're going sometimes matters more important than getting there, right?
5: Oh, it's so true. In fact, let me just draw on an example of a lot of things that I go through with the women that I work with. So a lot of my businesses, women and how they feel about themselves and in particular their bodies, that is such a conflict for women because of the cultural ideal that everyone just strives to emulate and how guilty and terrible they feel about themselves if they don't match that. Yeah. And so they will resort to such extreme behaviors to try to emulate that ideal Sometimes they'll emulate it, sometimes they won't. But either way, it just doesn't work because they're not listening. They'll override their own body's prompts. You know, the body might be asking for more rest instead of exercise or more exercise or, you know, certain foods or food groups that they'll eliminate because they think it's bad. But they won't listen to that and connect with that because they feel like they have to manipulate themselves in order to get their bodies to look a way that they think needs to look. And so that just brings me to the third point, and that is that it's really important to adjust your expectations of yourself, just like we talked about adjusting your expectations of your children. Mm-hmm. Adjust your expectations of yourself um, so that your expectations are meeting in the middle of what you need and what you want and what you're capable of.
0: And, and being realistic, huh? I guess that's the thing is mm-hmm. some of us, we we don't, we're not as aware as we, I guess, need to be, are we? We, we think we are something else and we think that something else is more important, I don't know, like looking good might be more important than actually feeling good, mhm, and yeah. we, we need to adjust,
5: yeah we that's the thing we just operate off a false paradigm of what we need to do and what we need to be and what we need to look like to be happy, and as we do that, it just sets us up to be a victim of manipulation, but in this case, we are manipulating ourselves mm-hmm. so that self-awareness is really the key to, to breaking that pattern and finding peace and love and acceptance, which is really the only thing there is when it comes to your body. You're either playing a game that you're losing, yeah. you know, because there's no way to win it. You, you know lots and lots of people that are really what look to you like the ideal, but they still don't feel like they're there, you know?
0: Yeah, that's what uh, our our author that was on a little bit earlier, George Simon, was talking about. It's our conscientiousness that sometimes we don't we, we don't believe. We don't believe our feelings. We don't believe that spirit we're feeling that's telling us to do a certain thing or be or change or do something. And the minute you give up that, you, mm-hmm. you're really giving up that inner compass that we all need yeah. to guide us through this.
5: And I think that's the big key is when you start operating off of those external um, paradigms and those external rules, yeah. and you're disconnecting with your own sense of um, intuition— that's when we really get into trouble. So, and, and we use certain things like guilt or labels, negative labels, labels on ourselves to perpetuate that cycle. And right. That's what manipulation is. So, it's wow. stuff to be aware of.
0: That's it. <laughs> to thine own self be true. We've got to get back, don't we? That's powerful.
5: Deep stuff at the end of the day, isn't it?
0: Jenny Layton, that is, seriously, that's, put that in your cookbook. <laughs> and cook it. When's your next book coming out?
5: Oh, I'm working on actually a second edition of the cookbook. There's a few changes I want to make, and then mm. I hope what's coming out is Get Fit the Happy Gal Way. Really? Mm-hmm. Whole new way of looking at fitness. It's just wonderful.
0: I probably oh. won't read that one. <laughs> that one. You
5: not like my work?
0: I love your work. It's just <laughs> the topic of fit. Just right there. I just. I think I have a really bad paradigm. I need to adjust.
5: Checked out. Well, maybe we need to examine the external paradigm that you're operating off of. <laughs> ah,
0: you know what? Let's let's do that. Let's do that I'll over some donuts. Some <laughs> you bring okay. some donuts. We'll sit down. We'll evaluate my external paradigms.
5: Alright. I'm not going to fry them, though.
0: Yeah, don't fry them. I'll, I'll eat okay. them any way you bring them.
5: I'll bake them.
0: You're awesome. Jenny, thanks for being with us again.
5: Yeah, it's fun to be here. Thanks, Matt.
0: You bet. Everybody go check out our website, thehappygal.com. Jenny Layton is her name. Healthy eating. The happy Galway is her game. When we come back, sitting in the seat next to me, gyrating, I guess is the best word for it. Maddie Richard will be joining us. She is going to teach us how to get your way. Uh, Sounds a little manipulative to me, but who better to do this than Maddie Richard? We'll be back learning how to get your way right here on the Matt Townsend Show. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. In the house, dancing like a dancing queen. Uh, Now she's... What's she doing, James? What would you call that? Normally I would say that's somewhat like this seizure. I call that dancing. a medical issue. Yeah. That was a medical you issue. You guys
6: don't understand dancing. I no, since I've I was three been years dancing. Old. I
0: know but I've seen a lot of dancing.
6: I don't think you have. I
0: have and I've been an EMT Did on you, an ambulance didn't and you that You grew up
6: in some religion that didn't let you dance. No,
0: no, not at all. But okay. I've been an EMT and that actually resembles more of um kind of an event like a like a seizure. Well, like, people would call 911 if that was happening <laughs> oh, to yeah. them. Normally, oh, yeah. that's... <laughs> they would immediately you guys are funny. to intubate. Anyway, uh, here's the deal. And we didn't play the song. But we have a song specifically for Maddie. Uh-oh. And this, and this very uh, topic she wants to bring up. Today, she wanted to talk about seven easy steps um, for how to get exactly what you want. So, Maddie, this song's for you.
3: And every highway mm. And more Much more than this I did it my mm.
6: way Yeah, it's Frank Sinatra. Frank. Frank can sing all the time.
0: Regrets. I've had a few.
6: But I did it
0: my way. So. Oh, yeah. You always do. No, that's – It's true. So you're going to give us seven easy, easy steps. Now, it's interesting because the entire show today has been about how to watch out for manipulative people.
6: But, but if you can't beat them, join them, right? So
0: you're now going <laughs> to teach us – Seven ways to manipulate others to get exactly what you want.
6: Well, I mean, you I mean, could put it like that. Okay. I mean, it's,
0: it, it just seems petty, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> no,
6: it's kind of a fun, whatever I yeah. say, maybe you should do the opposite. Okay, that's maybe. good. But
0: see, I think that's great because sometimes that's how people learn.
6: Yeah. We're going to teach yeah. them the opposite. This is, okay. is going to be fun. So
0: what's number All right. one?
6: Number one is say please. But don't just say please, you know, say please or please.
0: Does that work?
6: Yeah. Well, that's step one. You can't like, do anything by So
0: it. if a cop pulls me over and I'm like,
6: please
0: <laughs> don't write a ticket. You just say,
6: officer, it, i it, I could see how I'm you so could pull that if, off. Please forgive me. Wow.
0: Uh, do you all think that would work? Alyssa gives a big negative. James, he gives a thumbs up. Sean? I, it, it's
6: worked. Sean with just his whistling record.
0: tooth. Yes, that be great. Okay, Thanks, Sean.
6: Step number two.
0: Sean's working on a crown. Yeah, Try to keep it in his mouth. Okay, step number step two. Step number two. Say be please. confident. Be confident. You're act gonna like get you know. what,
6: well. You're gonna no. Actually, like you're gonna get what you're. You, you're gonna get it.
0: You do this all the time. I do. You come in so confident.
6: That's how you do it. If you come in with the knowing that you're already – you already know you're going to get yeah, it.
0: You're going to get the it. The other
6: people are going to go, oh, you're right. You do – you're But you the guy
0: – our, our guest today, Dr. Simon, talked about that. I believe it. Act. Bring the intensity. Bring the language. Bring it all in there and people just – okay, sure. If
6: you just walked in act, acting, yeah. you know, I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get a good So,
0: so on. manipulation 101, say please in a real cute kind of way, bat your eyes. Uh, two, be confident. Yeah. That's good.
6: Three. Yeah. Uh, let's go with emotion. Okay. Whether it's smiling really big and uh-huh. cocking your head yeah. or- yeah,
0: I, By the way, and again- I just again, did it. Because you cocked your head. Yeah. yeah. Does it matter which- <laughs> oh, no, See, James is doing it and it looks like he- It doesn't he work. He <laughs> hurt himself.
6: Yeah, right, James?
0: I'm just practicing. Okay. Yeah. Don't cock so your head you like that. you just
6: smile and cock your head a but little you just, bit. She just
0: turns it just a bit.
6: Just a bit. <laughs> or the other, you know, you can, you can do the other end of the emotional spectrum and, and cry, and be up. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. I don't. I don't need it anyway. Okay, let's
0: see these? I don't think guys can pull these off.
6: Guys can pull some of these off. If
0: a guy turns his head and and like smiles, no. But
6: the guy, if the guy gives that's the Smolder the right way.
0: Smolder. There's another one.
6: That's another emotion. By the way, when
0: she did that one, her, uh, your eye, your eyebrow lifted. Yes. Smolder. James has
6: a good smolder. I do? Yeah. Let's see it, James.
0: Let's hear it. I call it blue steel. Yeah.
6: Oh, yeah. That's the PhD in passion right <laughs>
0: there. We need this to be on TV because that would have been a great laugh for everybody.
6: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Blue
0: steel. Okay. So
6: emotions are key to get what you want, whether it's smiling, being happy, being sad. Yeah. Either one. All right, now the next one is be specific. Tell yes. them exactly what you want, Yes. how you want it, yes. how you'd like them to do it, uh-huh. what you're going to need them to do.
0: And then smile, if you're cock very your specific, head, and wink.
6: If you're very specific, it's not like, oh, this is a vague yeah. idea. I, I might need this. It's no, this is what I need, very and this real. is what you need to do mm-hmm. for me yeah. to get this done.
0: Man, that's a good one.
6: You know, It'll happen. And
0: snap like yeah, you just snap. did. Snap. Okay.
6: Okay, next one. Give good reasons why you should get it and act like you know what you're talking about. This you could sound even, like this my eight-year-old, my <laughs> eight,
0: nine-year-old. Yeah,
6: this should include, you know, telling them why your plan is better than maybe their plan or why it's a good idea.
0: Mm-hmm. So sell me on it.
6: Yeah, exactly. I, I learned this when I was four years old. My dad loves telling the story. I was four years old and I wanted to stay up a little bit later than my bedtime. Sure. So my dad came to tuck me in and I sat up and I won't remember, but according to him, I said, Dad, I need to be able to stay up later tonight because I went to bed very early last night, earlier than my bedtime, and I don't have to get up early tomorrow. Tomorrow is Saturday, so I should be able." and listed all these reasons why I should have wow. been able to stay up later. And my dad, when he tells the story, says, I almost let you stay up later just because you had such yeah, a good which argument. Which is why
0: you should go and to I was law school. Four, yeah. Right? You know what uh, I would have done? Huh? Benadryl. <laughs> you just sneak a little Benadryl in there and you won't make talk like that. <laughs>
6: good thing you, you weren't my father. <laughs> or you would have tased her, let's be honest. I would have tased her. <laughs> they didn't
0: have tasers back then. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't have tased her. She's right.
6: wonderful. Yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> Why do you act like that? <laughs> okay, That's so the ridiculous. next the next thing yeah. is to say thank you before you even get it. Really? So to say, I that. really appreciate it if you could do this for me. I really like thank you so much for doing this for me. Tomorrow.
0: You are so manipulative. <laughs> you use every one of these on us. I have
6: not yes, you have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have I'm... you noticed this? Yeah, this is.
0: She's giving away the tricks <laughs> of the trade.
6: You, you have all done this. I well, have never yes, done that. You That's the you thing. I've never pre-thanked.
0: I don't even post-thank. This sounds <laughs> oddly familiar of my day to day with your interactions with you, Maddie. That is that is scary.
6: Oh, watch man. her.
0: Okay. Got any more?
6: Yeah. So the last one. Th-
0: By the way, thank you for doing this. <laughs> even before you're done.
6: You're welcome. Okay. The thank last you. the last tip is don't take no for an answer. Don't be so annoying that they are are crazy and they're like yeah. you. I hate you. Go yeah, away. Right. But um. But
0: don't take no for an answer.
6: Don't take no for an answer. What if
0: the answer is no? Don't well, take it.
6: Don't don't ta-
0: pretend like it wasn't there.
6: <laughs> don't take. You're just don't. Settle for anything less than your way.
0: That is pretty manipulative. That's good in a great. I mean, I mean, honestly, you nailed manipulation. I did. Like a lot of people would have struggled with that, but you just blitzed right through (laughs) it it. so naturally. That's amazing. You You notice she never takes no for an answer either. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
6: Scary.
0: Well, well done. You did great.
6: Thank you. Thank you for calling me manipulative. That was manipulative,
0: but in a joking way, you helped us learn how to be more manipulative. Yeah. And we learned a lot of your tricks, which is you guys going to help mean. us? No, in a, in a loving way. Go I mean home that. And
3: cry now. Don't cry.
0: I mean that from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> hey, here's a great quote for you from unknown. We don't even know who said it. It's so great. Character is how you treat those who can do nothing for you. That's exactly right. Hey, tomorrow, Carlin Flora will be joining us. We're going to be talking about communicating with your loved ones. A great topic following today's manipulative lesson <laughs> from Maddie Richard. Hey, thanks for joining us, folks. Remember, we do the show to give you the tools to give you a leg up, hopefully to help you gather the skills, the tools you need to make it through and make it through enjoyably this beautiful life with your families and those you care about. We'll be back tomorrow. More fun, more ideas right here on the Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio.